Welcome to Inbound and Down, where we cover tricks and hacks to make your marketing life more efficient from the top of the funnel to the bottom. I'm Ryan. And I'm Adam. Let's get started. Adam, you work for yourself now. I do. You didn't always. I did. When did you make the transition? Two years ago, I was presented with an opportunity um, that came in the way of getting laid off, (laughs) (laughs) um, which was interesting. And I think, uh, kind of important to go through at the time too. Um, if nobody's been laid off, I, I, I wouldn't say to go out and get laid off obviously, but it's, uh, it's interesting to, to, you know, it sort of tests your metal and, um, you know, it, it's, it's in hindsight, it's been a good exercise to go through. You can go on the old. (laughs) unemployments um i had trouble with that though i i got through like the second page of it and i was like i can't do this yeah you're like i could fill this out or i could just work again i know instead i mean not everybody has that kind of benefit but um was it an easy transition for you i think so because like i like going through my career i always thought like starting my own business was this big thing where you had to like you had to like plan it and get all these docs together and uh, get all these business plans and PowerPoints and all this stuff together. And it wasn't like that at all. You just, you're going to just start consulting with a previous employer and, and you're sort of off to the races and it, you just sort of layer in things as you need. Like, you know, eventually you need to find a CPA or you need to get in touch with a lawyer or get an, you know, get an LLC and you just figure out those things as you go. And then eventually it's like, man, I need more clients. And then you figure that out. So it, it's been more of a sort of like a Lego building brick wall rather than like, here's my business plan. I'm a now an entrepreneur. And I went out and, you know, I didn't go like buy a suit or anything. It's just <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. Right. If I'm honest. I have, uh, I have eight black suits. Wow. That's um, eight more than I have. The stitchings are all different though. So it's, I feel like my clothing <laughs> situation has gone way down since I've been out. Yeah. We'll probably get there too. Uh, uh, what's your favorite pair of sweatpants to wear to work? I actually went out and bought a $90 pair of pants to, to work from home in. And it was the best purchase I've made. Well, as long as the butt's happy. It, oh man, they're great because they're, they don't look like sweatpants. They're kind of like yoga pants for men. They're kind of like jeggings for men. Yeah, but they're not tight and they don't <laughs> taper. They're just sort of, they're just like somewhat grippy, you know, like, uh, but they're, they're heavy. So you wear them outside, good in the winter. I wear them to the gym and I'll wear them to, you know, my wife and I always go out to breakfast. I'll wear them to breakfast. So like it's, you, you, you don't look like a schlub when you. <laughs> Right. So, well, that's good. Fantastic purchase. Um, Public Rec sells them, by the way. Public Rec. Well, there's the first shout out. There we go. <laughs> um, and and so, w- w- what is it that you actually do? What would you say you do? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mentioned PPC. That's that's why I started doing um, Google AdWords, Bing Ads is where I started um, for a few clients, and then ever since. Paid social has been taking off, so I threw my hat in the ring with that for a few clients, and now it's part of my offering. So Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Twitter ads, and um, it's that was a huge thing because a few of my clients at the time were like, "Would you do this for us too?" Because they literally just need someone to sit and babysit it, and I was like, "Sure, I'll figure it out." And I just kept saying yes, and now it's like you know, I don't know if I'd call myself a 
full on, full blown expert at at those paid social ones, but they're not as hard as Google AdWords, I think. So um, you just have to babysit them. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, from the start, the start of when I began consulting, I I have a. I learned when I bought my house that there are very different types of um, insurance contracts. There's an exclusive contract and, and an exclusive contract. The inclusive ones are kind of bad news because they say, oh, well, we'll cover you if your house burns down, I guess, or if you have a gas leak. And if those are the two on it, then if literally anything else happens to your house, they're like, well, that wasn't in the contract. What do you want me to say? The exclusion is the exact opposite. So we'll cover everything under the sun except for these 800 items, right? So hmm. um, I kind of do the same thing yeah. in my contracts, at least how it started. I say, listen, I, I'll do all of these things, but I am I either know that I'm not very good at it or I know that it takes me so much time that it's either not worth my time or it's not worth you paying me to bother doing it. There's somebody better. That's interesting. Um, and that I can help negotiate that with somebody else if that's what they want to do, but that I won't personally do it. Yeah, so uh, I started the same way. I got laid off. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're a couple of ace uh, employees. Right yeah, here. you know what I learned a long time ago was that. Uh, well, we we already kind of covered it with you, but getting laid off was uh, I've never had it be a bad thing. I've been laid off twice. Uh, why is that? Why is it not a bad thing? Yeah, like yeah, I, it's a great question. Well, because the the first time the first time I got laid off, um, I, I I was living in California. Uh, had this awesome gig. Uh, in Santa Cruz, California, lived right on the right near the beach, and and the layoff happened because uh, we wanted to move to Colorado to just see what Colorado was like. The company that I was with at the time was very open to having people work from anywhere, uh, apparently except for marketing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, we, you were on the exclusive. Yeah, we were on the exclusive. <laughs> <lift that. laughs> so we we actually booked a trip. We booked flights and appointments to go to Denver to go and look at apartments in Denver. And the weekend before we were leaving over a weekend, it was a short trip. And that, that like Thursday or something, I went to the CEO and I said, Hey, it was a really small company. I went to the CEO and I said, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. I obviously want your blessing to do it, but um, you know, that's what we're thinking about. Didn't like it. I got laid off on Friday <laughs> and I was like, well, that, that I did not see coming. It escalated quickly. Uh, yeah. It escalated really quickly. So, um, they were pretty chill about it, though. They 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 did all sorts of stuff to make it better, but their effective reasoning was that they really wanted marketing to be there, and they felt as though if we didn't want to be there at that time, then it wasn't the right fit. Oh, whatever. Water under the bridge. What we ended up doing, though, is we still had to fly to Denver because I had plane tickets. So we're like, well, what are we going to do in Denver? And it turns out that the X Games were on that weekend. So instead, we went to Vail and went to the X Games. It was awesome. It was a great weekend. Wow. Um, but why was it awesome? Because it kicked it like fight or flight response comes in mm. and you're like, well, I can't collect unemployment and live in California because those two do not go hand in hand. Um, and I didn't know anybody in California. Right. So um, my fiance at the time, now my wife and I just, we hit the road. We did a road trip back to Massachusetts. You and Clark Griswold. It we back. did. And we had to, we lived with my parents and uh, for three months and saved, I got a job right away. I had a job before we even left. I had a job driving back. That's awesome. Um, it was really, really fortunate. Marketing has been good to me that way. Mm. Um, I think to you too. Yeah. It's, it's We really haven't had a hard time finding a role. Um, it's a hot market, right? Yeah, now. it really is. But um, What about the second time? The second time, the 
the company was a consulting firm and it had a major client and that was the client that I worked for. And uh, they split the company in half. The, the client split their company in half mm. and they didn't renew the contract with one of those halves. So the, my company lost half of its revenue <laughs> like overnight. <laughs> so what they did was a, they did a big layoff. They had 20% of the company. It was, the company was about 130 people or so. So 25 people or so got laid off and I got wrapped up in it. And uh, you know what? I wasn't even that worried about it when it happened. Um, so I, did you, did you take uh, like a few days a week? Like no, to- I mean, I mean, okay. I was a little worried about it. Right. Cause um, we had a house. Uh, at that point you still have it and still have the house we're so that worked out right we're in it right now <laughs> <laughs> um just don't tell the bank <laughs> uh yeah it, it no i went to uh the recruiting company that i got that job from yeah because uh, they were literally upstairs from us and uh went upstairs and it, we're in downtown crossing in boston and, and said hey this just happened and they said oh you know we have a couple roles for you so you got laid up and you walked right upstairs i walked right upstairs <laughs> and that that day i had an interview the day that I got laid off, I had an interview with a company that was like a two-hour commute from me. So they made me an offer, and it took 72 hours to have an offer. But again, it's just – I think a degree is luck. A degree is the particular path that I've chosen. Wait, is it, so was this the one where you went into um, what you're doing now right after? Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, this yeah. is the, the uh, springboard to that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we, uh, we, got right, we got right into it, and um, they made me a full-time offer, and I said I wasn't willing to make the commute. And considering it was so fast after the layoff happened, I was like, why Why would I take the first thing that comes to me if it's not the right yeah, thing? You need to so, let it simmer and yeah, so, um, or marinate. Yeah, so I, I said no, but I said I'd consult. And so it started getting paid to consult through a recruiter. So there was an immediate, like, well, 50% cut off the top of the salary. <laughs> I didn't even know at the time. Um, and uh, And that's how it started. I never, never looked cool. back and I kind of liked it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll go for, try to find a, another client. Yeah. And my focus is in uh, marketing automation uh, and a, a lot of strategy around marketing automation. Why should certain people get certain emails at certain times? It's a simple question, but it's pretty difficult to answer. It sounds so niche, like who would need somebody like that? But now that marketing automation is everywhere, every company has a marketing automation problem that they, you know, that they need someone for. Yeah. And, and, you know, some ways that you wouldn't necessarily think about it, like, uh, marketing automation tools now are so advanced that they're tracking you from the moment that you land on a website, whether they know who you are or not, um, because they know from your IP address. So, you know, market automation platforms can, the second that you land on a website, your IP is now, is now tracked. And anytime that you come back to the site with the same IP address, that is all tracked. Every page that you look at, every thing that you almost download but don't download, um, the amount of time that you spend on each page, those are that's all of that is tracked. And then when you convert on a form, which is the ultimate goal, obviously, um, all of that information that existed to an IP address now gets bundled up under under Adam. We now know that your name's Adam. Um, and uh, we can do an awful lot with that. And uh, so cool. some of it sounds really creepy, but, you know, it's not really used in creepy ways for the for the vast 98 percent of the time. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I've certainly I've been in marketing now for seven years and I've never seen I've never seen anybody use data in a way they shouldn't be using data. Right. It's always in a really clean, organic way. And ultimately, it just makes you smarter. 
So do you think your your prospect pipeline for clients is is vibrant or do you think it's smaller or how how do you see the marketing automation from a consultant point of view? I mean it's just the, the it's endless. It, it really is. It you you kind of reap what you sow a little bit. I think that I found that. Um I did a lot of prospecting, uh, which I think we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, but I did a lot of prospecting through LinkedIn. Uh, that got me every client um, up to yesterday, literally yesterday, that got me every single client. So uh, yesterday I signed a client and I actually, it, it was a great deal and I signed it through completing their contact us form. <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? Um had a recruiter call me for a job and they were like, ah, oh, I think that I, you know, this isn't going to work. They want a full-time person. I ended up just reaching out to the company. Individually. So their marketing team thought you were a, an MQL and yeah. you totally botched their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> their, their marketing team might not be super happy with me. So, um, I just want to, before I forget, um, cause I have a very forgetful mind. Um, so I just want to jump back for a sec to, um, when I got laid off too. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to, Bogart the conversation. Um, but so for me, when I got laid off, I literally did nothing for two weeks. That's right. I remember that. I, I walked around my town with my dog and I, it was kind of like Zoolander after he loses the walk off and he's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was seriously like, what should I do? And I sort of just like, I went through times of like being depressed, being down myself, but being energized. It was just really sort of a roller coaster. Um, and hats off to my wife because she just pushed me um, to, to actually do that, that exercise of doing nothing. Or else my sort of natural instinct is to just, um, I, you know, almost exactly what you did, like walk right upstairs and say, Hey, I need a job. And someone would give it to you, you know? Um, but I didn't, I, I just, and then I, I started to think about not going back. And, um, I just felt like if it, it, I, I had jumped, um, I didn't stay at the job before the one I got laid off for, for under a year. Then I went to another one and got laid off and it just, I felt like if I went right back in, I would have got, I would have been unhappy again, which is sort of what led to the jumping around. Just, it wasn't the right time for me to be a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started entertaining the idea of consulting and it's, um, it's really, and we're going to unpack this over, you know, the next couple of episodes, but it's really been a transformation in matching my personality type with, um, a uh, job environment that that's much more suitable for each other right. and just happiness and stress has, you know, that one, one has gone up and one has gone down. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, and that was a, it was a big takeaway for me, uh, was that, uh, I finally got a, finally got a cold <laughs> the first time in like 16 months that I've gotten sick. <laughs> and I just, I'm not stressed anymore. Sometimes the stress came a little bit in the beginning of, in the beginning of 2017, uh, when, did you used to get colds all the time? Well, I was guaranteed to get sick at least once a year. Yeah. I think it, it was kind of the thing. Okay. Um, but I, I, I sort of align it with stress, you know, um, always came around like Christmas time, but it's, it, there's so many reasons for it. You, you are trying to close Q4. Mm -hmm. You're, um, uh, you, you drink more. 
mm-hmm. right? You eat worse. Oh, to- um, totally you eat worse. sleep less because yeah. you more time off. Uh, you build up with this Q4 build, and then it's Christmas. And then you just go from uh, sort of throwing my hand in the air as a demonstration. You go from 100 to zero immediately, and you wake up the next day, and I got sick. Like, every time. Mm-hmm. Christmas vacation was just me getting sick every year. <laughs> and that hasn't happened this year uh, or last year. And uh, it's been a it's been a beautiful thing, and a lot of that I think is just that I just, I'm controlling my own I control my own day, right? Uh, for better or worse, sometimes, but um, right, mostly for better. I you don't have to live on a commuter schedule. You don't have to, you know, you, your car takes less damage. You don't have to wait for the trains. You can eat better. You can exercise when you want. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's a total yeah, slam dunk in the other direction. Wild. Um, so so out of out of all the changes that did happen, what are some things uh, with turning into a independent consultant and and you started an LLC mm. uh, in twenty in twenty seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah. So did I. Um, so yeah, you too. It was a big deal. Um, I didn't know that it started. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. <laughs> Thought it was supposed to start on January 1st, 2018. It was like, oh, BT dubs. <laughs> oh, it started right away. Oh, it started right away. Yeah, the state <laughs> did not listen to my instructions. Uh, what are the odds? But but what are some things you didn't see coming? What are some things that um, either took you by surprise, good or, good or bad, but hopefully mostly good? I think the biggest thing uh, is like everyone, like when you're a full-time employee, everyone always sort of says, uh, I could never work from home. I, I, I don't, I'm not built like that. Um, that's all garbage. Working from home is the greatest thing in the world. You make your own <laughs> schedule. You can do whatever you want. You can wear, this is the most dressed up I've been all week and I'm wearing jeans. I know, and I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. You should have been pants today. I was like, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's just so great. But the one thing you lose is camaraderie, friendship, not friendship, but, you know, um, seeing people, just those small conversations that sort of, interrupt your your brain like if if you're like oh, i'm gonna go to the kitchen and get a coffee and you, and you 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 bump into bob from accounting and you guys talk about the pats game or something um so losing that like at scale is is interesting um you know and it, it impacted me in a pretty negative way uh i i sort of I, I would just get lost in in sort of my own head in sort of negative thought territory and sort of you know, you, you go through waves of sort of just doubting yourself and saying, I'm not good enough to be doing this. And, um, and, and day after day of that is pretty detrimental. And, and like after a month, you're like, man, I am down. I feel down. And I got to a point where like when I was full time, my wife would be like, Hey, you know, we're doing this this weekend. I'd be like, Ugh, I don't want to do anything. But now, the complete opposite is true. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get out and see people. Right. And it's like, I feel like every interaction I have is better because of it. Um, so, you know, I, I went through this time when I was, you know, not having the day-to-day interaction, getting somewhat lonely. And, um, but I've, once I sort of realized that was happening, I was able to, to, to game it and optimize it. Sometimes when you are, when you're in the position where your life is changing at, at a relatively slow rate or things are happening and they're happening alongside you as you're moving, that it's very difficult to recognize that those things are happening. And I think that it's a skill for somebody to be able to say, I see people can certainly see that things are not going right, but to recognize what those problems are and then make changes to it. I think that it's a, it's a skill. 
Yeah, um, I think like self awareness is was a huge uh, realization during all of this. Like you, you realize like what kind of person you are, what you need, what you don't need. Um, so I mean, I really did not see all that coming at all. Right. So what are some things that you changed? What did, what did you change to be out in public more, for example? Um, right. So, I mean, I think this trend is, you know, kind of growing across the United States. A lot of more people working from home and being consultants and starting their own thing. And there's this explosion of little work spaces. And, um, well, you and I uh, went and tried one out called Work Bar. That was a loaded question of mine, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw where you were going. <laughs> um, and you know what? Like going and doing that once a week, it sort of scratches you where you itch, you know, you know, with the the whole sort of, you know, talking to Bob from accounting at the at the water cooler. Like you go there and there, there's people there doing that. They're all doing the same thing. Um, and I was actually surprised about how much people wanted to network and like exchange business cards and, and curious what you do. Cause I've been to a few down in Boston before and it's just full of like to the typical millennials who heads down, headphones in, um, not talking to anyone. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do the same. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to go tap people on the shoulder, but this one, this other one we went to up near our homes, um, complete opposite. And so just a breath of fresh air and it's sort of just exciting to go in there and they have, you know, nice little networking events after. And it's Yeah. Last night, uh, you and I had a happy hour. We did. Uh, at work bar. That was the first time I've had a beer at an office setting in, uh, almost two years. Right. That was wild. Yeah. Well, Oh, I actually forgot to mention that like Ryan and I were sort of looking for like an office space we could rent and just work out of, right. you know, like we, we don't have the same company. Um, so we do completely different things. We're both in marketing, but, but we also rely on each other a little bit. Right. Don't yeah. We? Yeah. No. And I totally, um, you and a few other people are the people, those are the people I rely on week to week to sort of keep me sane. You know, there, yeah. there's, there's, Likewise. there's, there's certain people that, uh, from each job that I've had that I, I stay in touch with. And those are, you know, those are the true friends. Yeah. Well, that's work bar has been great for me too. I really Please. enjoyed it. It's been Elaborate. awesome. Um, and, uh, all my takeaways are your takeaways, to be honest. I, I think that I they, feel like you're so much more social there than I am. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> who you are in general. You're much more, um, outgoing. I'm, I'm more introverted. I feel like, do you I, agree? I think that I just, I just r- really miss the social interaction. Right. I really miss it. Which, which leads to me calling Adam about like, Hey, I, I need paid numbers for last week or we're doing this cause you run a report for me. By the way, while I have you, I have a 45 minute story for you. <laughs> 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 for better or worse but um and and that kind of kind of quenches some of that thirst which i think is really nice so take me through some of the things so you flipped the switch you started working from home um you already have this cool office like wh- what what tripped you up or i mean how was your experience was it different than mine was it about the same like how did you how did it affect you well the the uh, I don't mean to recap too much, but when I got laid off, it was like November 15th. So it was just right at the cusp of 
of Thanksgiving. It was like a really, really rude time to lay a bunch of people off. Jeez. And uh, uh, to a degree through no fault of their own. You know what I mean? I, I have no hard feelings about it whatsoever. And um, when it all happened, uh, I just didn't know what to do. So with it being the holidays, I wasn't really willing to wait all of December and half of November before I had a job that didn't seem like a good idea to me. There's so much family that is, you have to answer the question. So Ryan, what's, uh, yeah. what's new? You're like, um, <laughs> well, well, that's s- a scene. Sitting at home, twiddling my thumbs. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, so, so that was part of it. The consulting thing was honestly, at, at first I had no intention of consulting. Uh, it was just, uh, a means to an end. So it was consulting was how I was going to make it to January, I think is what I thought in my head. And the hourly rate was pretty good and, you know, it it, it was going to get me by and I wasn't going to have a problem and I wasn't going to have to work full time. I was, it was about 30 hours a week. And I was like, man, uh, that that works out okay. And then come January, I'll, I'll hit the bricks. And I, I mean, I was gung-ho about it, even into December. And then at some point, I was just like, I don't know, I kind of like this. I don't, I don't know that I, do I really want to go back full time? And I wasn't commuting. I was waking up every morning. My wife works in Boston. So I was taking her to the train. Mm-hmm. Um, That's about the time you and I started meeting for like coffee. Yeah. And we were yeah. sort of ch- exchanging war stories. And that probably helped a lot toward my decision too. But at one point I was like, I like this a lot. Uh, I realized that the rate that I was getting paid because it was through a recruiter was significantly lower than it could be. And that started opening up a couple more doors. Mm. So one of the big things that took me by surprise, uh, just as we wrap this up, was mm. the uh, increased salary that came with it. Um, I'm not a rich man right now, but we're definitely not doing bad at the end of it. And a lot of that is because um, if you're ever trying to figure, if you're thinking about doing this and you're trying to figure out what do I charge, a really solid base price is just figure out what your hourly rate is equal to at the moment and at least double it, um, depending on what it is. Um, yeah. Cause taxes go up. Um, you bit, you pay more taxes as a consultant. You sure do. Uh, but oh, you, you do have to cover yourself to, you know, in case you have to buy your own insurance, you pay more taxes. And, uh, is there anything else or yeah. And like your 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 salary at your job it bakes in um you know a, a lot of the benefits that you do not get no time off right no time, off. time off yeah so you you really i i feel like a lot of full timers when they first get into it i'm completely guilty of it too they get in they're like oh i don't want to offend anyone and it's like after you do it for like 6 months you're like nope this is this is what i'm this is what i charge because this is what i'm worth yeah it's hard to figure, it's hard to, um, and I, I vividly remember going through this, like, I can't charge that, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Who's going to pay that's that? Too mean. Except when you figure out that a company is paying, uh, you 60, 70, 80 K a year, mm-hmm. whatever. And then on top of that, they're paying 30 K a year for you to have health insurance and the benefits and your uh, long-term disability and your short-term disability. That adds up to a lot. Your 401k, they're paying for your office space, Mm -hmm. right? They're paying, if you work in Boston and you're commuting to Boston, the vast majority of software companies at least pay for your commute effectively, Mm -hmm. more or less, right? Um, That all adds up a lot. And uh, they don't pay any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And the contracts that I signed, I just signed one last night, (laughs) Company is not responsible for literally any of those things. 
<laughs> you know, you're on you're on your own for everything. They're in the exclusive plan. Yeah, they're on the exclusive plan. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it's a hundred percent. But um, that shouldn't scare anybody away, though. You know, to think that oh yeah, I don't get any of those things because at the same time, you could, in theory, work half time and make the same amount of money that you made full time mm-hmm. um, without doing a damn thing. And so, just think of what you could do with that extra. Yeah, uh, I rode my motorcycle the first year. Yeah, I noticed. You know, I I I had a great I had a great first year. I didn't work full time for almost all of 2017, and uh, made more money than I made working full time. It was incredible. That's awesome. Uh, and at the end of the day, it made me better. It made me. I'm smarter. I'm quicker. I'm yeah. You know, stronger as a marketer and as a uh, email marketing uh, engineer than I than I was a year ago. Well, talk about like fight or flight. Like it's like you you have to learn everything because, you know, it's pretty much it's pretty binary. They're going to pay you if you know it and they're not if you don't. Yeah. And it's a pretty awkward conversation if you don't. (laughs) Exactly. There's a lot of Googling that happens right before meeting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Before. Oh, man. But yeah, like I would say my learning has like exponentially grown, too, because you go company to company a couple years at each. And you learn the ins and outs of that company. But then if you stack five companies on at once, um, that's that's a lot more learning. And that's a lot different. Pro- each one has a different problem, different industry, different. And you just start to put it all together on how your little niche, for me, it's PPC, for you, it's automation, how it, you know, how it changes from industry to industry. And another really good takeaway from that point is that uh, other companies you know, obviously you're not sharing trade secrets from one company to the next, but you, there's no reason why you're not sharing learnings. Hmm. Um, and I learn all sorts of stuff working with one company. And then I take him like, Oh, you know, it was another client. We just did this and it totally blew my mind. I never thought that it was going to work, but it absolutely worked. You want to try it. Mm-hmm. And the other company's like, yeah, I want to try it. That sounds fantastic. And it, it really goes a long way. Hmm. Um, and like I said, it makes you so, so much smarter. Hmm. Um, and then the, the last point that I think I want to make as, as we wrap up is uh, that one of the big things that plagued me in full-time work uh, was that uh, I tend to work for a company for a year or a year and a half, and it was like the honeymoon phase of it all. Um, and then I would get into the, the grind of just doing the same thing every day for a year and having the same conversations every day um, or every week. And that just, I got bored. I, mm. Like inevitably I got bored. And it happens to a lot of people. We know a lot of people who are like this. Um, they're starters. They come in and they're like, we we can make a difference. This is definitely where I am. Um, I think one of our old bosses explained it to me this way. that You have kind of starters and you have finishers or, or sort of people who come oh, in after the is fact. That what, it is? what was it? I think it's builder and grower. Builder and grower. Yeah, I, I, I like that. that builder, that's you're good. starting from scratch as a builder, and a grower takes what they've built and grows it to the enterprise. And it's a bit more of a long-term play to yeah. grow. I mean, obviously, you can grow fast, but um, that I'm definitely a builder. Mm. You know, and, yeah, and there's too. at some point for for everybody for me where it's just I I don't feel like I have a lot more to give you. Mm-hmm. And when you're consulting, that's an easy conversation, uh, especially if you have other clients. Um, where you can really start to cherry pick and you can say, you know, I want to work with these clients because they really kind of get me excited. And these clients, ah, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it anymore. It doesn't, doesn't excite me anymore. I, and that's not good for the client. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that um, like our personalities fit that better because we both have 
you know, probably slightly smaller attention spans. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way, even though it sounds like it. Sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> I was, I was just making a paper mache at, over here. <laughs> um, but like, as soon as you know, if you have a bad day with one client or the numbers don't look great for one of that, you just switch over to that next one. You're like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's going much better. Um, so yeah, I, I think it works well. Um, can I ask you one question though before we before we wrap her up? Um, so. So marketing automation, like obviously you're good at it. That's why people pay you money to do it. But why do you, why do you do it? Why do you like it? I think it's fascinating (laughs) to see. I thought you were just going to stop there. (laughs) (laughs) How do you expect me to finish my origami? I'm like, okay, that that, that does it for first. It's nifty, Adam. It's Friday. Leave me alone. I think it's fascinating to see um, what types of differences you can make with just a little bit of thought. Mm. And I and I think that there are lots of places in marketing. Marketing is so vast. It there are people vast. who are marketers who know absolutely nothing about what I do. And likewise for me. For me, product. I'm just not a product guy. I don't know anything about product marketing. I don't know anything about brick and mortar marketing. Oh, it's, it's just endless. Mm. It, it really is. My bread and butter is B2B not B2C consumer marketing blows my mind. It's a whole other realm. Sure. And it's, it's that, that part really amazes me. But what, what really impresses me about automation is that there are so many things that you can do with just thinking, um, just trying to think differently, thinking outside of the box, thinking, okay, I know that I have all these data points. I have first name, last name, and email and whatever. Everybody, everybody's got that right for the most part. Uh, but I have job title and then I know what somebody's um, software preference is. And you can sometimes ask those things in a form. Like you can say, what software are you interested in? We have five different business units. Or you can use marketing automation to infer it based on their actions. Mm. And that is a much more clever way to do it because people's preferences change. You might have a designer who uh, loves Adobe products and Adobe has Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, right? And they start off in Photoshop. And so they're Googling and they're finding Photoshop uh, pages on Adobe site and they become a customer and they or, or a trial or something like that. And they download only Photoshop. And so you're going to send them only Photoshop emails. But now they download Illustrator and now they download InDesign and all of a sudden it's branching out and you have new ways to approach them. Um, and you can even get to the point where you think that they might download another product because of how they're interacting on the website. That stuff fascinates me. I think it's awesome. And you can really make some serious impact by being really smart about how you, the strategy behind how you think about targeting people. And I feel like it's a really good personality fit too, because I feel like you love sort of solving puzzles like in in a sort of scalable way um you know a buzzworthy way of saying you know you like marketing hacks which is actually kind of how we wanted to like start with this podcast like sharing our our little marketing hack secrets um and ryan has a billion of them (laughs) so i feel like automation is just like a perfect playground for you to go in there and be like okay how can i how can I take this company's problems and not only automate it, but think of it in a way that they've never even thought of before? Yeah, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. It's so much, it goes so far beyond tactical work. Obviously, tactical work is a big portion of it, but mm. the strategy behind it is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, for for you, you're all you're buried in numbers every day. But there's a there's a lot of strategy and creativity behind it. Is, is that kind of keep you going too? Uh, yeah, like I love so I came up as a designer. Um, so I love the creative side of it too. And actually, when I started offering paid social, it was such a breath of fresh air. I'm like, Oh, man, I get to, <laughs> I get to design again, <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, because I love numbers and I love the metrics uh, behind marketing, but um, I also love to just sit and design, you know, creative for, you know, a couple hours and just, just get out of the numbers for a sec. Um, so PPC gives you a great playground to, to do both those things. I think that this is actually a really great way to wrap up because it's a bit of a hack that you taught me actually. Oh boy. But both of us now use, um, I know, I know a lot of the time for your paid creative, you end up going with a designer. Uh, we have a few shared clients and they have designers, but you also start typically somewhere else. What's the, what's the site that you found that helps you? Oh, Canva. Yeah. Yeah. Canva is awesome. If you're, if you're out on your own doing paid or you're just a designer in general, um, it's such a, it's, it's all web-based um, and it's free to a point. It's a freemium thing. You, you can buy it's pretty free though. Yeah. Oh, it's really free. Yeah. Like I haven't had to come close to paying. Um, if you want to buy like stock images or stock illustrations, then you pay for those. But um, I'm in the process of bringing my first hire on, which is my wife, Kelly. <laughs> and Ooh. you know, as soon as that happened, I invited her to my Canva board and it just makes creating ads like super scalable because every ad that you've done in the past is in the same file and yeah. you just bring their, um, their brand collateral from ad to ad and it, you can create ads so fast. Uh, but at the same point they have great templates and it's, I can't say enough about it. I remember the day I discovered it, I was like, right, Hey, with the Canva and, the, and it's, it's free. Um, so super fun hack for designers but even if you're not a designer the templates get you there and you can totally fake it right i mean you, you can literally say i want the background to be either this color or this fade or whatever yep. or this picture and you can upload your own picture and then you can say great and crap i gotta add text to it how do i do that and then you go to the text section and yeah. it says would you like it to look rustic or would you like it to be modernized and you just click it and it imports it into the ad and everything is done I think you can also add branding colors and fonts so that everything yeah. matches up to the branding. Yeah, stuff. every you can add, um, you know, the hexadecimal colors and all that stuff so your branding is right on. But um, just one, one more thing is that you can select. So if you're doing a Facebook ad, they have a template called Facebook ad. Yeah. And it's already <laughs> built to spec. That's kind of like, complicated, Adam. I don't know. <laughs> the first, the first um, when I started thinking about offering Facebook, I was like, ah, oh, then I have to get Photoshop so I can size all my files and illustrator, but these are already sized. They're good well to go. Like I don't, I don't have one piece of pay design software on my computer. Um, it's all, it's all done through Canva or, you know, preview on Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the only other thing that I have to add to that, cause I started using it too. I use it for blog images uh, for my, for my company's website. And as I write blog articles, I, I want snazzy pictures. And, mm. and what I want to do is get the, when it pops up on Twitter, I wanted to have a, an image for the blog article, but also the text of the blog, the title of the blog article in the image. So that's cool. Um, I found a site called, um, Pexels, P E X E L S. It's like a, dot com. <laughs> is it a workout site too? Pexels. <laughs> 
It's like pixels, but pixels. Uh, so a valley girl must have made it. Or something. <laughs> the only reason the only reason I can see is called pixels. But it's a community of photographers who, for some reason or another, have decided that they are willing to give away their excellent photography oh, without license or attribution. Uh, Unsplash is the one I use. Oh, interesting. Pexels. I'll have to check that out. Um, I love it. And you can do things like search for company and, yeah. and uh, you know, like a little keyword, just like you would with Shutterstock or something. Yeah. And you it's don't all attribution free and you don't get stock photo man in there. The, uh, you definitely don't know because they're real photos that people have taken. So they build up these communities. It's incredible. Highly recommended. Well, with that, oh, uh, let's wrap it up. But uh, this has been great. And I'm looking forward uh, to talking about surviving in the workplace mm. next week. That's that's episode two. Yeah, let's hope that we make it there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. See you later. later.